Wow. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of this particular album. is very, very important to me. I'm Joel Spence. And I'm Deborah Tarika. This is the podcast where we ask people we love to pick an album that is very, very important to them, and here they share their memories. Great and not so great. And emotional connections. Great and also not so great. And we all get to listen to it through their ears. <laughs> Hi, Deb. Hi. How, how are, are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. You, have, you put sunflowers on the table today, and it's... We were just talking about how it just brightens up the whole room. Makes a big diff. It's really pretty. <laughs> yeah. What was there beforehand? Nothing. Just oh, a, wow. a fist. <laughs> <laughs> just like a very aggressive fist. Winston Churchill with his po- finger pointing <laughs> at everybody. <laughs> um, nice good darkest hour plug. <laughs> right off the bat really did you, did you watch it did you guys see that I did see it my okay. favorite thing is the soundtrack to Darkest Hour oh I, I guess I didn't really pay attention I thought he was incredible in it oh he's great he's incredible he's in great yeah. I still he is, need uh, to see it it's an all Lauren Hill soundtrack it's an all Lauren Hill soundtrack <laughs> it's really good yeah. inspired by the music of Lauren Hill and Winston Churchill <laughs> <laughs> a collaboration we never thought we'd see yeah um, alright guys but let's stop talking about movies um, okay so should we go our first yeah. What, what is the segment we're oh, doing today? Man. It's called This Particular Song is Very, Very Important to Me. Do you want to do first? You're... Yeah. Okay. All right. And so we'll, we'll each pick a song that is important to us for whatever reason. When and... you say each, you just mean you two? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, not you. <laughs> of course. Fuck you. Not of course, you. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. You picked an album. Yeah, you I got a song. Of course. You get 70 minutes. Um, oh, can I choose who picked this? Yeah. Yeah. Joel. No. We are, really? We literally just said I was going to go. <laughs> oh, I took, the uh, audience is ahead of you. <laughs> I'm way off. Uh, but I picked Billy Joel's uh, scenes from an Italian restaurant. Get a table near the street in our old familiar place. It's more symbolic of like my love of Billy Joel, mm. um, and it's it like it fits every part of my life, and the song itself is really important to me because huh. it's I love songs that are meals that are like yeah. full meals with restaurant in the title. <laughs> yes, with restaurant in the title. <laughs> um, but it's got like it's got the appetizer, it's got the main course, it's got the dessert, like it's got yeah. everything, and it just happens to be a restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> song, but. Do you do karaoke um, or no? I don't like it. Okay, but I don't. I don't really do it. But it, in my head, if someone puts this on, it's like a, a seven-minute. But it's a huge. Oh, you're hogging it. Oh, you're yeah. Hogging it. I, I, I haven't, I've only gone to karaoke once or twice in my life. But in my head, like, because I did New York State of Mind on one of the ones yeah. I did, and even then, I was like, "Woof, I am on." I don't. I don't like when people are looking at me unless I'm like performing. Yeah. I was like, "Hey, I don't. I don't like this." <laughs> I did. I um, a guy I was dating a long time ago convinced me to do karaoke, like, cause I I. Uh, being a performer I'm so comfortable on stage singing I want to die it's yeah. very nerve wracking so I did I can't remember which Billy Joel song I did but you it's did always it's song. always gonna be Billy Joel oh wow I do I love him have you seen him live yeah a couple times so good one thing that this makes me think of is in elementary school like for PE when we were like stretching or whatever everybody uh-huh. got to bring in music yeah um, and people would bring in like Boys to Men and Paul Abdul and I brought in The Entertainer and Captain Jack great songs <laughs> great, one, great one two punch yeah uh, and super weird for like a ten year old kid to bring in where it's like songs about like killing yourself <laughs> like, uh, just depression. Plie, and... everybody. <laughs> I am the entertainer. And you're, like, crying. <laughs> so that I think that is, like, symbolic of, like, how I behaved as a child, where I was, like, the, I wasn't exposed to a ton of music, so, like, but yeah. Billy Joel was, like, my family listened to it, my brother Where are you from? Him. L.A. Oh, wow. Yeah. Were your family from 
Like your parents, were they from LA as LA. well? My mom was born in Israel and moved here when she was two. My dad, I'm third generation Los Angeles. On you my just love side. East Coast stuff. I guess yeah. I do. Yeah. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Uh, Billy Joel. Walking fast. Are you, uh, oh, wow. are you a Broadway, like a musical person? Uh, are you a Broadway baby? Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> are you a Broadway baby? I've never referred well, to myself as a Broadway baby, but. Because this is very broad. Like he, he's got like, he's sort of Broadway rock. Yeah. I do like it. I don't, uh, I, I'm not like obsessed with yeah, it, there but are like other I, that are, I yeah. definitely like, I, I saw, like Broadway I saw Rent. Oh, yeah. wow. I saw Rent. And? Okay. I loved it. My mom's a music teacher. Okay. Oh, cool. uh, which is when you guys are like, this is what the podcast is. I would have done it no matter what it was because you guys, but you're like, this. I was like, oh, actually, this is great. <laughs> yeah. this it's is fun a- to talk. Yeah, that like the whole reason we did this is so fun to talk about music and whatever, however it reaches you. Oh, you're dancing. I was dancing. Nice. You know, uh, you guys me mentioned so karaoke, and the I think the last time I did karaoke, I brought Janie Hadad Tompkins, who's going to be next time's guest. Next time's guest? Sure. Um, and I said, we're doing... <laughs> Uh, what is it? Uh, Stop dragging my heart around. Tom Petty and Stevie Nicks. Do you know that song? Oh, but can you okay. play it? <laughs> so this is, I, I, I grabbed Janie. I said, we're doing this song. And, and sh- I didn't read the reaction she was giving me, which was exactly your reaction. Which is, <laughs> no. I don't know this song. <laughs> but I thought she did. And so I dragged her up there. Oh, and it's a duet. Oh, no, that's even more direct. And so she just was sort of helpless up there. I think that was the last time I I'd ever, because I'm terrified of karaoke anyway. Why are all of us, that's so interesting. I, I think it's got to be, in, if it's in a room with just my very close friends where we can all like, just be idiots around each other yeah. then I could be okay with it but I think it's the idea of being judged I was like oh because yeah. this is like we're supposed to be having fun but I remember I was at some party we went to some concert and after the concert there was this after party thing and it was at this we were, there was like a weird fun little area upstairs we were all there but everybody was dancing downstairs and dancing I find to be very similar it's like oh I yeah. love to dance but it's my friends like I love dancing but yeah. I, when it's a big group of people sometimes you I'm don't like, want to I, just dance for one person yeah, I'm like, uh, <laughs> A lot of people I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, we went down and uh, one of the, like a professional dancer was there. And we're all like dancing and we're not terrible dancers, but we're not professional. And then this professional dancer starts dancing and it makes you realize, oh, okay, I can't. And I, <laughs> it, like, it makes you not want to dance. Yeah. yeah. Because he's so good. And all you can do is watch and just go. Yeah. Like, and then yeah. it's like, what do you, it's like not fun anymore. My mom, my mom describes that she grew up with no money, but she had no idea that she didn't have any money. She had no idea that like the right. things that she had were like the cheapest and the worst things until you know someone showed her the better things. And yeah. she's like, oh, oh shit. Now I feel bad. Exactly. Yeah, it's like being bad. ignorant. That's like, what karaoke <laughs> like, well, yeah, Because if like one person gets up there who And it's sing, amazing. Yeah, you're like, like, oh. Yeah. I don't want to follow that. Uh, I know how terrible I'm going to be. <laughs> yeah. And I know yeah. you're going you're, you're gonna to know how bad I am. Right. But if it's all friends. Yeah. By the yeah. way, if it's a great singer and a great friend, then it'd be fine. I, I get no pleasure out of it. I get no pleasure out so of like... This is a music podcast and there's literally like... And I also go on podcasts and only sing sometimes. <laughs> so it's even it's even weirder that like that'll go out to like uh, 400,000 people and then like I'll be like... It'll be me and a group of seven people and I'll be like, you know what? I'll just listen. I'll just listen. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs>
I already picked the song, but I didn't realize the connections between all three scenes of our... Scenes in the Italian restaurant. You see this? Scenes from I the Chinese restaurant. beforehand. Um... <laughs> we, don't, uh, we never talk about it, but you get to a, see my songs. Uh, but this is uh, uh, Tom Waits' uh, Jersey Girl. I got into it way after this album came out. Um, and it's a really romantic... I don't know it. ...song. And it's off his one of his sleaziest albums. So in all this sleaze, where like there's a song called I'll start it over. Oh my goodness, I would have loved that. Um I never really I was never huge into Tom Waits. Yeah, I don't know his stuff. So this this is a song called Mr. Siegel. Alright, so that's the tone of this whole album. I spent all my money in Mexican horse, whorehouses across the street from a Catholic church. But in the middle of all this, this beautiful, uh, romantic tribute to his girlfriend. Um, oh, I see. And uh, Lauren Hill is from East Orange, New Jersey, I think. That could make sense. Uh, from New Jersey. No time for the corner boys Down in the street making all that noise No one no horse on 8th Avenue Cause tonight I'm gonna be with you Where are you from, Joel? I grew up in San Antonio, Texas. Really? Yeah. You lost your accent when? Uh, you know what? This is sort of... This music makes anything feel like something sad's about to happen. <laughs> like when you go, well, you know what? I'm well, like, oh, no. <laughs> it was around the Vietnam War. <laughs> uh, around the Vietnam War. Uh, so I, I sort of fought it growing up. I was oh, wow. kind of snobby about it. Un- unfairly, for sure. Very Republican uh, area, San Antonio, yeah. or no? Uh, it's sort of mixed, but I where I was, my... Uh, it was sort of white suburbia. Football forward. Um, I felt different from that. Yeah. So I, I sort of resisted it. Yeah. You'll hear it though. When like, you get upset? When I get upset or on stage at the weirdest times. <laughs> really? Like when I, yeah, when I'm just yelling. Do it now. No! Ugh. Oh, oh okay. I actually love that. <laughs> You're like Christopher Walken. It's like a San Antonio Christopher Walken. I, I had no idea. I guess I've never been down there. Does everybody talk like Christopher Walken down there? I've yeah. never been there. Anyway, I, I guess this song, I think this, it's a really romantic idea of him just can't, he can't wait to uh, go with his girlfriend to a carnival. That's basically the sentiment of the I song. Th- can, I, can I say something that I think that you guys uh, are smarter than me in this? Is that when I was young, I never listened to the words of songs. You just listen to the melody and the choruses. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, I know so many words to so many songs, but I have no idea what they're about. I'm, I'm yeah. more like you because I, uh, I have to really think about yes. it. And I look up a lot of stuff when I'm like, what is Because I'll talk to other people and they're like, the meaning of that song. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, literally. Even meaning. you saying The Entertainer, like, I was like, I know almost every word of that song. Yeah. I almost didn't realize it. Uh, and then like when you think about it, I was like, oh, of course, this is Lonely Man. It's yeah. like all he does is play for other people. But I, it, it took me till recently to realize that there's such a difference between just listening to music and like really taking in the lyrics and being affected by it and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, but like, you seem like someone who, as a young person, 
Italian would even dissect uh, stuff. Yeah, probably. That yeah, but I've heard scenes from Italian restaurant all my life over and over well, again. That one, this there's was no, the like, first time I've actually read the lyrics and went, oh, there's a little story about But there's no, oh, yeah. that one isn't like, you don't have to like dig deep for that. No, you and can hear it all. Like, yeah. a, like as like a nine-year-old when I would listen, like Goodnight Saigon is one of my favorite songs. Oh, yeah. and, like, oh I, I wouldn't think, even know what that's about yeah, and I know the words. Yeah, and I think I was like, I think this is about Vietnam, but like more, I like love, love the melody and I'm just like a kid falling asleep to Goodnight Saigon and that's fucking weird. It is weird. That's an album I've listened to my whole life and it's just his greatest greatest hits basically. Like my whole life and I hate saying things like that where I'm like greatest hits but it's true. No, James Taylor Greatest Hits 1 I think is one of the best albums of all time. I agree. I know that was one of your choices. And that's one you could, yeah, that's one you could listen to from top. But by the way, there's a bunch of best ofs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why but it feels less authentic to like love an artist. Yeah, we're not as cool. And like only, you know, Love the hits, but I'm a I'm a hit maker. Yeah, that's what I do. You're a hit listener. <laughs> no, I'm a hit maker. Oh, sorry. Wait, so no why, idea. Joel? Why is this important to you? This song, just um, just the. I think the I I, I, I don't know. I think I, I it probably because I, I I when I first heard that song, I wanted that. I wanted to be able mm. to go with a girlfriend that I didn't have at the time to a carnival. And there's no equivalent to a carnival. Those aren't big anymore. I guess it's like a food truck thing or something like that. (laughs) There's like, where's like the romantic thing that you, this was, that's such an old view of Highland Park uh, bowling alley. I guess so. Yeah. It's like too (laughs) hipster. Um, But I, I don't know. I think I just liked the the beauty of it, the simplicity of it. And also the fact that it was like this little flower in the midst of all that sleaze. I do. I love upbeat melody with sad lyrics like I'm a sucker for that where yeah. you do have to think about it I yeah. I think I ju- most of the time just need somebody one time to go like hey this song's about this and I'm like oh <laughs> and then I then I get to like full appreciate it on a different level I feel like it's yeah I was just gonna say speaking of suckers our guest Ben Schwartz oh is hi here. guys <laughs> it's me the classic sucker Ben Schwartz <laughs> but I interrupted you what were you gonna say um, I feel like it's even funnier now because kids will memorize pop songs and it's literally like my little pussy and, slap. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. and you're like whoa and they'll be like little kids but the song is like really poppy and they don't even know what they're yeah. singing to yeah maybe that happened with like guns and roses or something but i was old enough to know what was going on but yeah. i don't know if there was that type of pop or it's real sexual i mean there's definitely like in high school i was like fucking loved easy e Oh, and like my friends trouble. and I knew every lyric and of we were just thought it was the coolest thing to like it was the coolest thing about thing. like these nuts <laughs> 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 everything I do sounds so white these nuts these nuts these nuts nuts are very very important to me these nuts Ben Schwartz what particular album is very very important to you I have a series I picked one may I discuss the ones that I was going to pick but I was like I'm not sure I picked one, which we'll get to at the end, but there's an album, just just, just for people who listen to music, because I feel like the audience is comedians and music, people like music here. Um, Bill Withers, Still Bill. Oh, wow. If you ever heard that, Still Bill is a perfect album. I'm trying to think of the album that I can press play on, and I don't have to fast forward through a track. Does yeah. that have Use Me on it? Yes, I think it does. I'm almost certain it does, by the way. If you look at that album, there's some albums, also there's some Stevie Wonder albums where you're like, what, oh. all of them are on that? I'm, it's insane. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. We, we can't I, We can't even get into Stevie Wonder. No, right Stevie Wonder it's is too much. my favorite of all time. It's too much. But you were also talking about like best ofs. The Sam Cooke best of is oh. one of them. Like, there's some that are incredible. And then that James Taylor best of album. Oh. So good. The first one is 
That's what we used to call it bagel music because in my house on Sundays we would put that on and we yeah. would eat bagels. We're Jewish. We would, eat, we would eat bagels and cream cheese and lox like you know uh, once every other week or once a week and whenever we did it we put on James Taylor so yeah. it became bagel music. Um, that and Neil Diamond are our Thanksgiving music. But that's what we mm. would listen to. Neil put Diamond those on Thanksgiving shuffle. music. Um, and uh, always Alice's Restaurant but that was always separate. But yeah. while we made the stuffing that it was always James Taylor's greatest hits and Neil Diamond's greatest hits. Wow. Our I can't music. listen without connecting it. It was James Taylor, Simon Garfunkel, Jim Croce, um, uh, Bonnie Raitt, uh, and then All Soul. It was Stevie and yeah. Sam Cooke. Jackie Wilson was huge. Oh. So good. Um, yeah, but I picked, so for, by the way, to mix both of those uh, genres, I picked uh, Lauren Hill, Miseducation of Lauren Hill, which I think is a perfect album That's and great. incredible. And I think, yeah. I remember when it came out, it was like... Um, Every track was so good. I liked the Fuji's a lot, so I was really itch- interested into what was going to happen. But every track was so good and beautiful. And then she was on Sister Act too, yeah. <laughs> and even Sister Act two, she was amazing. Uh, no, but I really love this album. I, I I remember listening to it over and over and over again. So they have uh, it, these interstitial moments in this album. That yeah, are, uh, I I think I, I love hearing these. Yeah. Uh, it seems like a, a, a man is interviewing, a professor is interviewing children about love, basically, yeah, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. So that's what's playing right now. It's the roll call, essentially, but Lost Ones is the first track. It's funny how money changes situation. So, so okay, take us back a little bit. Yeah. So this came out in I should have it in front of me. I've got it right 98. here. 1998. Good August. job. So what? Tell us what did you hear it when it came first came out? Did you seek it out? Tell us like how it came into your life. It and took me a while to. Okay, my mom's a music teacher, right? So I always loved music and musicals and stuff like that. And then I always loved soul music. I was so drawn to soul music. So when I was a kid, I would be listening to Stevie Wonder in the car, and I was the only person to be like my friends were listening to, uh, like. Like every like rock music and da, 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 but I'd always listen to old soul music, mm. and then I got really in because of that. I got really into R&B, like yeah. really smooth <laughs> R&B. <laughs> so my friends would come in my car and like, like Dave Hollister or like uh, like like very not even like famous or like Music Soul Child's first album, which I think is incredible. Also, I think it's called I Just Want to Sing, and it but spelled very weirdly. And uh, <laughs> I would be playing that, and my friends are like, yeah, it's a weekend, let's pump up, and it's like really smooth, have sex music, and uh, my friends always made fun of me for that but so I slowly went from there to finally the Fugees was one of the first albums that and like like I started really liking rap and then uh, like even I remember Mo Money Mo Problems for me was taking a song I knew from my from my soul and R&B yeah. days and oh, they're yeah. redoing it and even on the Fugees Killing Me Softly was a song I already so knew good. and they were redoing it and I was like oh and when they were, and then I was just I got addicted to that and not the idea of sampling old songs just the idea like for some reason then that blend of yeah heavy R&B be then hip hop and then yeah. and then rap and just so uh, people have said that or wiki has said that this is a neo is soul <laughs> album which i would i would run with that neo yeah. soul that makes sense like totally yeah. win some but you just lost one you might win some but you just lost one you might win some but you just lost one you might win some but you just lost one you might win some but you just lost one you just lost one it's so 
Whenever I listen to rap, I love Tribe because it has so much jazz in it. Mm. And I love those vibes and stuff like that. So this this felt like that type of world. It's like if you listen to Chance the Rapper now, he has a lot of like jazzy like trumpet from his old mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah. it's like, yeah, I really love that stuff. So were you in New York? You were in high school in this ninety eight. I graduated high school in 99. So I was in Edgemont, which is Westchester, New York. I had already moved from uh, the top of the Bronx, which was Riverdale. And then I moved to Edgemont. Okay. So I had a, at this time I had a Chevy Beretta. Which when I had to when I it was plum plum colored <laughs> uh, and it would leak so my feet would get wet if it rained <laughs> so like when I when I'm driving there's like big puddles where the where the brake and the gas were <laughs> I'll never my first you know like my first car it was so inexpensive that when it was it, that everything had broken and the transmission had stopped working and it was if we had donated it the write off for the donation would have been more money than trying to sell it yeah, yeah. so we don't donated it to I remember it was such a funny we donated to like a blind foundation which I thought was so funny to donate a car <laughs> to a blind but they take it for parts and they yeah. use it um, but I, I'll never forget why we were I was on Central Avenue in Westchester I was making a right turn to Pizzeria Uno's do they have those here or no I've heard of it but they don't have them yeah, here oh it was think. it was Pizza Beat Pizzeria Uno's on the left and I was making a right turn in the Chevy Beretta around this time and um, my car stopped it just the engine shut off totally and it wasn't a, a process where I can just start up and I started rolling backwards onto a very very busy That's street it. and so I pulled the parking brake but my my brakes were not great either <laughs> so I had both feet on my brake and I pulled out my parking brake and I was like and it went click 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 and I was like oh no nothing then like some back to the future miracle I like it clicks in and then I had to take my hand off the emergency brake and just before I roll back on I like put my foot on the pad I haven't thought about this in so long it's like a repressed memory of my foot yeah this is more like therapy I pushed I put the gas as hard as I could just in case so it wouldn't stall out again and I went and I came and like had to like like uh, stunt driver it into a spot and park the car there and then I like called my dad who used to build cars and was like I was like okay so this happened like what what do we do he goes he's like we're near the end of this one I go yeah he goes you'll be able to drive it home just don't go uphill for a little bit oh my god what's that Uh, so did someone give you this or like did you someone no, turn went you on no Fuji's or? and then the second this came out I couldn't oh. wait because I got addicted oh, you to knew. Fuji's oh, yeah. Yeah. you knew it was coming and also I liked other there, seemed, there are these other tracks that she had been featured on I think oh yeah probably that I like yeah she produced an Aretha Franklin song and she uh, I was surprised like, like I, I've known the Fu- Fuji's but I wasn't really uh, I didn't uh, listen to their stuff so closely back then but I their presence was so huge I didn't realize they only had two albums yeah the score yeah. and then what was the one before the, the score the previous one, yeah, whatever yeah. That one and, and I didn't even know the previous one. I yeah. was just addicted to the score. The score was the album with the it was their faces, I think, and a black background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That album, that I cool thought. lettering that everybody uses now. Oh uh, yeah, that, like, and, sh- and her output yeah. hasn't been that big either. She did one studio Dude, this album, is it. didn't she? Yeah, and, and then, this was that then live the one. Yeah. yeah, this is it. And then some stuff happened, and then I saw her live once. Oh, that's cool. Uh, for She's Valentine's Day. 
yeah. She had she rushed through her concert very fast and showed up late probably. She threw uh, hours late. Yeah. Um and she kind of rushed through it and it was a little I was like, "Oh, a little bit of a bummer, but I'm, I'm yeah. sure she's better now. It could also just be one weird show. She I just, me, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, she strikes me as like an emotional performer, like yeah. like uh, Fiona Apple or. Oh, wow. Yeah, very vulnerable. I just saw, uh, before you got here, uh, her performance on Austin City Limits, uh, that thing. Oh. Um, Recently or back in the day? It was 2016. She, oh, wow. Like, was and was like it great? Full hour. Uh, yes. And she sped it up by a fifth, I would say. Okay. Oh. It's like she's, but she's nailing it. And it's, the audience is going nuts. And uh, she, it's just, she's just arresting as a performer. And... At, towards the end, you can tell she's having a battle, and I think I had the idea that she probably is like this all the time, a battle with whoever's doing the monitors. Oh, she like, did that with our concert, just too. Just like constantly communicating to somebody. And and at the end of this was her final song of Austin City Limits. So at the end, she's thanking everybody. She's thanking Austin. She's giving it up for the band and all that. And then she, kept, she says like five times in a row, thank you for your patience. Thank you for your patience. Oh, wow. Thank you for your patience. Which means to me that she probably showed up very late. Very late. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I think she had had that reputation at least probably around when you started seeing her too. Yeah. I Hours do feel late. like like what I was gonna like if she wants it to be a good show, it's probably the best show you'll ever see. Yeah. And if she's not feeling it, it's probably garbage. Incredible. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another. There's a Marvin Gaye album, which is incredible. I saw, one of the best concerts I saw. I don't know if it's the best. Is John Legend did the entire album. What's going on? Yes. Oh wow. wow. He just. It was at Hollywood Bowl. And I got tickets. I brought one of my friends, and I I knew some songs on it, but I never. That's another album that it's built to listen to yeah. all oh, the way through. And so, so good. It goes into it. The songs yeah. meld in. It's beautiful. And, and for so, him, it was like, all right, we rehearsed this once. Let's see if what happens. And it, it just was nails amazing. It. <laughs> it was maybe one of the. And also because I didn't know what to expect, and I was just like emotional the whole time. Uh, it was amazing. And those then he did some duets. Are so special. I love those. And things. when they when people tour and do their full albums, I, it does feel like how we're like rebooting so many shows and like yeah. remaking stuff but it's this like getting to see your favorite artists play their out al- the best albums in their entirety is yeah. like fucking mind blowing yeah it was very cool where did you see her at Hollywood Bowl I saw John Legend do Marvin Gaye at Hollywood Bowl I saw Lauren Hill at a place in LA it was indoors I forget where it was it was like five of us went <laughs> only five people in the audience <laughs> no it was packed <laughs> it was packed I remember how packed it was I bet she sells out. I mean, uh, she's. Oh my god, I would see her again. She's so yeah. good. Is her voice? I, I hope her. I bet her voice is still so strong. In the the so. the Austin City Limits, it was really strong. She just blends hip hop and vocal like it's mm-hmm. so beautiful. 
Did you have uh, Lauren Hill buddies? Did you have like friends? You're like, oh, we love this album. <laughs> like a um, club. Did you guys have a club? A club. It's so you... funny. I think as I grew up, um, I would find more and more people that liked the exact type of music that I liked or stuff like that. But I wasn't listening to like, because then I, I met so many people afterwards that know so many cool things about music. And I wasn't listening to any, I didn't really know any of the cool, like the indie bands I knew nothing of. When I went on, when I, literally what I, how I got into Music Soul Child is because he kind of sounded like Stevie Wonder. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to this guy now. So I listened to his album. It was literally one of those like Tower Records listening stations. Or, you know what I mean? And so yeah. I was like, it was like highlighted as one of the records you can listen to. And I listened to it, I was like, I'm buying this. And so then <laughs> I listened, now I have every single one of him, his album. But I feel like Napster in college and having like an Ethernet cable changed Oof. so much of music for me. Because yeah. Yeah. I was able to download everything ever. Yeah. Um, and then Napster went away. <laughs> yeah. Ethernet for me was huge. When I went to college, <laughs> to have internet, yeah. it was, yeah. I mean, I downloaded a Nintendo emulator. I played every Nintendo <laughs> game that I couldn't play. My first uh, half of uh, my freshman year, I was, I did not get good grades in college. And then uh, I realized how much it cost. And I was like, fuck it. And then I, I, I ended up graduating uh, with on or whatever it's called. Uh, but at the first first half, it was just like learning. Oh, my God, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. So I like, ate whatever I want. I, we drank so much. And then I just played video games all day. Yeah. I think, well, if, if I think you did correct me, correct label, label me as like a, a person who would get into a, a piece of music, like listen to the lyrics, find out everything yes. about it. Imagine what the internet did. Yeah. Oh, you must have been ruined. Yeah. And, <laughs> YouTube. And so live, also live shows. I feel like you try to find like specific live yeah, shows. Yes. Exactly. What was your band? Were you? Did you follow? Uh, Tom Waits was like a very big thing for you me. You ever see him live? Yeah, it was magical. Magical, magical. So cool. Yeah. Uh, did you get caught? I'm, I think the answer is probably no. But did you get caught up in the? perceived drama of her sort of dissing the Fugees in any of these tracks. She came out with, there's like a little oh, in these tracks? Yeah, I mean, there's some the music you're making is... But who produced it? Uh, not him. Not, not was Wyclef. Wyclef. Yeah. I think there was like he wanted to... He, wanted he to thought sh she needed his help and then... And then she went on made the best album of all time. Yeah. 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 And then I and then I think she was like, fuck you. Uh -huh. There's a lot of rumors around this album. Yeah. I did a lot of... I looked her up on Snopes. I don't know anything. Tell me. Well, on there was what? on Snopes. What's that? It's the like debunking website where it's like if you's not sure if something's for music real or, for or anything? not for anything. I've never even heard of Snopes. But there was like a big one. Look up... If you look up like Richard Gere gerbil. You know, like yeah. that's... And what will it say? Uh, it'll say it's probably a lie. Right, I, I assume going. I'm going to look that up while we're doing this. But there was like a ton of stuff of like Lauren Hill being super anti-Semitic and hating white people and wishing that white people didn't buy her album. All yes. this stuff. And it's uh, like, there's a lot of like stuff broken down on there of like, it's just not true. None of it? None of it's true. The and misinformation it, of Lauren Hill. Am I right? Oh, thank you guys. So Thanks for, for having me. Episode. I appreciate it. <laughs> Oh. Urban legend reports celebrity is taken to the hospital after a durable removed from his rectum. Like it, de it debunks a lot of that stuff. Like it, more current stuff is like woman, uh, Muslim woman attacked at Walmart yeah. for being Muslim. Like things it's like that. It's very good like, for if you have like a right wing uncle who's sending forwards. Around. Yes, yes. It's uh, it's good. It's yeah, good politics. I do remember when all that stuff came out. It was a bummer. Something like she rather I forget the sentence. 
I hate to even repeat it if you find out that's not true, but something that she'd rather something her child than have a white person listen to yes. her music. But that, I think, was real because I remember, no? no? I don't think it was. Wow. That's the stuff because I think she's, she tried to deal with it, but once something like that gets put out there, but it was like a call into a radio show. Again, this is all from Snopes. So but do you know what's crazy? Knows, like, if something like that happened, if anything little like that happened today, it would be over because it would be everywhere. Yeah. And the second one person picks it up, now millions of people pick it up. Yeah. That's right. So it would, it would, I mean, that I really remember being a huge deal and may have thwarted her from doing another album just because she was, yeah, which is such a bummer. That yeah. is, she also got uh, the, the, the band that she was, uh, uh, sort of surrounded her on this album eventually sued her um, for just probably I think it was like songwriting royalties because they probably they, they, their case was that they had more to do with this album than the credits suggested ah, okay. so they eventually settled that's probably another reason why she's like fuck this oh wow um, they wrote that song about her deciding not to have an abortion oh that's them and, and have her child that was more them than her <laughs> yeah that was about their lives simple but like yeah, that can happen with uh, singular artists if they have a, a band that's like helping them yeah. arrange. Uh, it's a big positive uh, release, but then people start going, "Well, wait a second, I I wrote that chord change, you know." And, and it's hard to know what the truth is. It's very weird. Same with writing. When you write comedy or scripts, yeah. if someone else comes onto the project, we're like, "Well, I created the characters," so but I it's, it becomes very weird. But also, yeah. the WGA decides it. You don't even get. To, yeah. You yeah. don't. You have no choice. It's just whatever they think. Yeah. Very weird. Um, so that may be one of the reasons why she's like, she doesn't. The output is just so complicated for yeah. her. Um, mm. Fuji's never did anything in either. You know what's amazing? Uh, I saw Wyclef did one. The Have you seen the NPR Tiny Desk series? Uh, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. He did one? T Pain did one. Oh, I yeah. think Wyclef did do one. Okay. But T Pain did one? Do you see it or no? Uh -uh. Oh. <laughs> My goodness. Can you play just one track from it? Yeah. Just go to the go to YouTube and so he doesn't have his auto tune. Oh no. Oh, wow. I just need you I don't I don't want to set it up. Okay. It's, so there's two. One's a concert but one's the really tiny one. If you show me a picture I'll show you which one to press. This blue What song? It's it's just a YouTube video. It's like uh 15 minutes long so you can just start it. Let me see if it's the right one. Okay, ready? Is this plugged in? Yeah. Okay. So this is literally this is him. He's just hanging out at the beginning. Okay. And this is him. Oh, no, 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 Baby girl, what's your name? Let me talk to you. Let me buy you a drink and an empty pain. It's incredible. Wow. I, I really thought it was going to be terrible. It's, I thought you were setting it up for it to be terrible. Is, so I was listening for it to be terrible, but it's not. No, I... <laughs> T-Pain, what you doing? Right? It's <laughs> so good. And he plays like, you know, these poppy songs, but he slows them down and he really sings them. And you see the song finally. And it's it's incredible. Oh, yeah, he's so just sitting, sitting on a little stool oh, yeah. with his accompanist. That's so this NPR stuff, you have to watch. I mean, uh, there's one called No Name, a woman named No Name who's incredible. Chance did one. But also, like, uh, Billy Corgan did one. And, like, it's Adele. pretty cool. it's pretty remarkable, those series. Yeah. It's like the newest version of a version of Unplugged, even though it's not totally unplugged. Yeah. And so, like, visually, it looks like it's the corner of an office where there's, like, tons of uh, books. Oh, that's and... cool. Isn't that crazy? I like yeah. that. 
bring to Watch out who you cling to Observe how we cling to And I remain calm Reading the 73rd Psalm Cause with all that's going on I got, got the world in my palm Now you can get the money You can get the power it's a, such a huge statement about her as an artist and also her her rights as a person to express herself yeah. I felt like like whatever the truth is the narrative seems like she was um, uh, chomping at the bit in the Fugees or not as uh, maybe respected or maybe she was like the, the, the girl that just comes on and does that does that thing so uh, I it's sort of inspiring yeah and those those little interstitial moments which, which I think easy to skip they're so adorable yeah that kid who just goes love <laughs> so great I feel like because this album came out as right when I was straddling I just graduated high school and into my freshman year yeah. of college so like that uh, that thing played at every party I went to so that I remember thing, like that thing was huge bonding yeah. with my friends over that like listening to it at parties and like all the you know like everybody like singing to the like the parts you're that supposed to sing to that track went huge so good yeah. yeah but this is it's a weird album where I remember where I was the first time I heard it I don't have that for a lot of albums and it was it's a very weird where were like, you I was I was at my friend's house this is I told Joel this and I feel weird about it but I'm still I'm gonna name drop because I don't fucking care <laughs> uh, I was at my friend Amy Osborne's house who is the daughter of Ozzy Osborne amazing so I was at Ozzy Osborne's <laughs> house and when I heard this for the first time we were just getting ready to go out somewhere or something like that and listening to this I remember standing in her very large closet and listening to this album for the first time and like well Ozzy plays drums all, all throughout this album <laughs> oh I had no idea is that true <laughs> but it was just a very like and I don't know if it's because of her or what but like I, and I was shocked when I went to go find this album for this podcast and realize I don't own it anymore and I don't know where I oh. lost it along the way. Hmm. So, I'm so I, w- I was like very excited to have it come back into my life um, and remind me of uh, also how <laughs> the movie Conspiracy Theory. <laughs> Did you Mel guys Gibson? see that? Yeah. No. <laughs> That's the uh, the last track or the site. I don't know where it is. It's uh, the, it came from Can't there? Take My Eyes Off You, the cover of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. In it, she, she's even like, it's a conspiracy uh, theory. Oh, <laughs> By the way, this song is incredible. It's such a good remake. Yeah. Conspiracy theory. Why? Yeah. Why? You're just too good to be true. There's two tracks that that I listened to the most out of this, and it was uh, Nothing Even Matters. Yes. Yes. Which I think is. uh, I. Which shows you which type of music I listen to. Growing up, because it's like a very, and also D'Angelo. This is very similar to the type of R&B I'd like listen to, yes. blaring in my car mm. and get made fun of by my friends. <laughs> um, and there's like two stanzas to the song, and that's it. And then the rest is just, it, it, ever the, it's just playing. <laughs> it's just yeah. This yeah. into everything is everything. Yes, those yes. are the two. It's, those are the two. Yeah. That, it is such a one-two punch. Like yeah. it is a really cool. It's incredible. Nothing matters. Everything, everything is, is everything. everything. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And, and very, like D'Angelo, I think, is incredible. Yeah. You can see where I fall in the, yeah. <laughs> in the spectrum of music. The world yeah, this seems so good. Also, Carlos Santana shows up all over this album, and it's <laughs> so funny. This weird guitar. <laughs> is that true? At yeah. all. <laughs> Uh, the second you were able to make mix CDs, all I would yeah. do is make mix CDs. And I didn't have the, uh, it was very expensive to get a burner, so I didn't have one. But my friend um, Howard C. had one. Howard C. Howie C. had one. I wonder if he listened to this. <laughs> um, and so he was kind enough to 
I would like we would go through songs of what we had and I would uh, do it. And then as I, you know, as you went to college and all of a sudden they got way cheaper and then like, okay, yeah. and then CDs got cheaper. So I would make, I made so many, I would make CDs for us to listen to all yeah. the time. Do you still have them? Yes, and they all had names and years on them. Yeah. And they were all like weird, it would be like Ben's like, uh, you know, they were all very stupid names. And so I just recently took like three of them and put them as a playlist on my phone. And some of the tracks you're like, oh my God, I forgot about the song. And the other tracks are like, oh my God, I listened to this terrible song? Because <laughs> I, you're, yeah. I did like a full Tom Waits uh, uh, series of mixtapes. There were three tapes. <laughs> And I called them the penultimate Tom Waits uh, mix collection. Yeah. Thinking that penultimate was higher than. <laughs> that's amazing. I wrote it on big letters. That's ama- that's By the way, that's so even funny. funnier. <laughs> the idea that it's like just about the ultimate. He's got one more to go. That's incredible. Did you make mix CDs? Oh, I made mixtapes. No. I have so many. I love tapes. doing that. Well, I had there was a, Deb's ultimate mix is my favorite. I had so many ultimate mixes. That was the one. And that's I, so funny. I literally had so many ultimate mixes. There, you have to. That was the best. <laughs> Why the best. that term though? Why I don't know. Term? It was like because it's the We must have seen it. We must have seen it. in That means all three of us. But wait, it must have been in a movie because why would all three right. of us know, use Yeah, because yeah, I don't use ultimate in any, any other in my life. context. Yeah. That is so funny you just said that. That's, you literally said penal. Alright, sorry. sorry. Oh, but that and then uh, once I got into CDs and I had a CD burner, burner it was uh, GFM mixes. Good fucking music. Oh. So it was like GFM one, I have like GFM one through like twelve, and then it kind of tapered off. And that was just like when I first was able to like pull music off the internet. So it was uh, just yeah. like random mixes of like, oh, this song that I love, and this yes. song, and it's they. I still will go back and listen to them because they're it's uh, all music that brings me. Did joy. you have something ready if your parents asked you what GFM was? Oh, I mean, I wasn't. I was out of college. I mean, okay, didn't matter. So I guess probably just good fucking music. Yeah, <laughs> then you slammed the door. Yeah, and, then and just, just partied like, hard. I have to Fiona Apple? <laughs> there was definitely some Fiona Apple on some of those. There's definitely Do you remember like, the song you listened to when you had sex for the first time? Oh. No, but I remember the song that was playing in on the radio before and after. Ooh, that seems like you blacked out the whole experience. Yeah. No, but like, because I, I, like getting out of my car, this is so much. Getting out of my car was playing on the radio, and then like hours, hours later. Whoa! Hours Excuse later. Excuse me. Uh, it was, uh, uh, it's so it's, it's, embarrassing. It, it, it's Walking on the Sun by Smash Mouth. Oh my God. Oh wow. To, to and were you just you an like so into it? date of when that was so, no, it was just on the radio. It was like, that's, it was the height yeah. of popularity. It was like, yeah. that was the most popular song on the radio. So if you want to go back and figure out the exact few weeks where I possibly lost my virginity, you could do that. Now. Oh wow. <laughs> Because if that's the that's most popular incredible. song on the radio, then and that was what was playing. There was, was a, a one of my friends <laughs> makes fun of me for this moment. I was in high school. I was dating someone who was who was awesome. I was young, very young. I was in high school. Four and, years uh, old. I was four years old, <laughs> and uh, not sexual stuff, but it was. I, I was dating this girl, and I knew that it would probably have to end. And we were dating for a bit, and I'm. Uh, I don't like hurting people's feelings, so I, it's very difficult for me to stop stuff, stop something right. like. And I'd always try to be like, ah, maybe, blah, blah, blah. But um, this is back when I was in high school. Now it's it's become yeah. way easier. That's <laughs> why we're right all mean? still friends. <laughs> yeah. You just, don't, you just yeah. haven't literally. Us yet. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. I don't have the balls to say no to you guys anymore. <laughs> uh, do the podcast. Uh, fine. <laughs> um, and so uh, I uh, I finally did it. I did it and whatever. And 
um, the person was leaving my parents' house. I'm in high school, I live with my parents. And I go to my CD player and I play I'm Wondering by Stevie Wonder. Uh, if you've never heard that song, it's, um, it's, I uh, hear it's, it's an incredible song. So literally, she leaves and I'm in my, I'm in my tiny room and this song, I, I play this song, um, like as high as it can go. Don't you know I'm wondering? And I'm like dancing to it because for me this was such a huge victory because I felt like I didn't hurt anybody's feelings. Oh, and right. I told her how much, but and then I saw that my blinds were closed but open. Oh, you know, like no. how you could, you could, you know, like how yeah. you close them but then you twirl the yeah. thingy to close them. Yeah. yeah. And they weren't closed, and she was outside, and I believe she saw me dancing. <laughs> and I felt, but to this song also, this joyous, beautiful song. Um, about well, love, <laughs> and, and, uh, but it was like one of my favorite songs when I was uh, in high school. Oh, That's man. amazing. Um, so yeah, that 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 is one of those moments. But we remained friends and everything and all that stuff. But I remember that moment because I told one of my friends who's a comedian that. And uh, that comedian had told other people, and someone said, "Hey, I heard a story." About it. I was like, "Oh no!" Uh, so I figured, but I didn't name who it was. But it's it was a wonderful girl, and I'm just very badass of it. Took a while, relationship-wise, to be able to to be able to tell someone. Be direct. Man, it's yeah. hard because I so to this day I still don't like disappointing people or making yeah. people unhappy. So I love it. <laughs> you okay. love making. Fucking no, there are people it. who no. love confrontation. Oh. I hate. Oh, it. I'll avoid confrontation at all. Yeah, costs. yeah. I don't imagine. even want to do this podcast, but I don't know how to tell Joel. <laughs> and this is your like twelfth episode. Yeah. Wow. Uh, this relationship can go on for years. <laughs> Absolutely. By the way. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't even think of like what music was surrounding my loss of virginity. I don't like, know. I don't like remember a, mine either. Like a probably a how-to I know there book was, on like, tape or something. That's, <laughs> I always. That's amazing. I was listening to My Life by Bill Clinton and um, just a really sweet audio book. Sex for Dummies. Yeah. When you invite her into your dorm. It's amazing. The Intercontinental. It's almost like that sketch from SNL. Yeah. That's amazing. I know there's always stuff that like I wanted to be playing, but it like never. No, it's, it's never as I mean, sexy it's, as there's you want. No mo- Did you make movie. any mixes for romantic moods? No, no. I didn't really have. Mm. I didn't really like have. I had one or two of those boyfriends like that. Like like having. Yeah. Cis- like it wasn't like that. So yeah. for a very long time. So. But when you're dating someone, uh, I mean, now it's not as much at all. Yeah. Was there ever music a part of that at all or no? Not to say that I, it wasn't, it takes so much setup for there to be music, yeah. so it's hard to do, but. Music is so important to you and Fernie, I know that. Yeah. Fernie is so yeah. into music. Yeah. yeah. You but guys it's not must like, talk about it all day. Oh, your... you mean our fuck mix that we put on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I misunderstood. <laughs> I did have a mix when uh, we would, we, when I was in it's college. Hillary Clinton's It Takes a Village. <laughs> <laughs> we had, um, we rented like a very, I was in Schenectady, New York at Union College and it's, uh, you know, there's, the, the, it's rent is very cheap there. So me and the seven guys lived in this house, and the top floor was a place where I think it might have been seven guys. One, two, three, four, five, six, six or seven. And the top floor was just like a little thing that we converted into a place to play beer pong or Beirut. Yeah. And so I'd make mixes for us to listen to, and one of them was called uh, "Don't Hurt Yourself Mix." Like anything that was like a lot of dance music would be that type of stuff. Like I'd give it weird titles. So like, hey, what should we put in? I was like, yeah, you know, put in the "Don't Hurt Yourself Mix" and stuff like that. Well, was that t- at the time when you found friends that liked the same music that you did, or were you always fighting for your? I feel like in college, it's it becomes everybody shares their own. So I 
because it's yeah. college and yeah. it was up it was upstate New York. So a lot of people did. I heard Jack Johnson, Jason Mraz, yeah. and uh, Dave Matthews Band. Uh, before Jason Mraz was famous, he was literally like in the same Gavin DeGraw world as all those guys. Yeah. I remember I dated a girl for a tiny bit that was really into Dave Matthews Band, and I remember I was like, oh, and so I tried to find the songs I loved, and like number 41, I was like, yeah, I got this. I love this. <laughs> um, uh, but it was more like people meshing. Yeah. And then when I found people from New York, it would be hip hop time. <laughs> uh, but it was like, right. we had a pretty good mix of like people from Maine, Vermont. I mean, mix. What am I saying? Maine, Vermont. It's all like <laughs> Northeast things. Yeah. Light Maine, shade of white. It's like all <laughs> Olive white. Stupid white people. Um, but, did you uh, yeah. did you ever go into the city and see the Fugees, or was that a different? Uh, no, I would have been too too young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that wouldn't not. And also, yeah, because in college I went upstate New York, and then I lived in Manhattan for maybe uh, Manhattan for how many years before I moved here? Maybe five years. So during that time, I went to concerts. But I feel like when you're in high school, to go by yourself to New York City to a concert felt like a bigger thing. Yeah, that feels like a movie. Yeah, yeah. like that feels like yeah. a whole movie right yeah. there. Yeah. Good pause. Yeah. Really good pause. <laughs> we all just had to reflect. Good really coffee. nice pause. You know what I mean? I'm find a, I like um, every ghetto, every city. CD is so good. CD album. Album. Right. It's no longer. But it CD. is like. I don't know. I feel like you put it on. It is a you put it on from start to finish. I feel like I could jump around with this one. I don't need to listen to it from start to finish. Yeah. When I listen to it, but it is a like consistently good. I yeah. I didn't have a point to that. That was it. <laughs> I just moved, and when I moved, I was like, all right, the next place I have, I'm going to try to get Sonos, just because oh, I yeah. love yeah. the idea of walking in rooms, and the yeah. music is always there, yeah. and that has changed everything. Like, I'll mm. just, I just like walking around just from a room, just to be like, oh, it's still there? Good. Okay, it's still there. <laughs> you tested it But out. that changes the way I listen to music. Yeah. yeah. That's how, I, so I'll put on, like, an artist and let it play and walk around. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. This, um, we've talked about this before, but this podcast has helped me go back to how I actually enjoy listening to music, which is like picking an artist and listening to the whole thing. Because yeah. most of the time I just put my iPod on my shuffle. iPod, my, yeah, it's just shuffle. Same. Because I love it. Because I'm like, what's coming up? I know, same, like, yeah. Very exciting. But yeah. uh, there is something so, I don't, I don't seek out as much new music because of that because I'm like oh I just like what I already have yeah. and it takes a lot to sit down and listen to a whole album so like this, it feels like homework a little bit but a good homework to like mm -hmm. listen to the albums from start to finish this was a really good Saturday morning record I found oh, oh yeah I'm sure yeah, I was up at like 7 yeah and listening to this on earbuds and doing laundry and it was yeah perfect yes so I did this I just remember this too this is literally bringing up weird I, I guess I don't really talk about my past anymore um I did in college, I, I was a psych major, psych anthro major. I believe for psychology, one of my papers that I did was trying to prove uh, my hypothesis was UFOs exist. UFOs exist. <laughs> and how can I prove that? So I listened to Lauren Hill. Uh, no, conspiracy uh, theory. It was, yeah, it was a conspiracy theory. Uh, I was trying to prove the idea that a song, you listen to a song and it's great, and then you listen to it quite a bit. And I made this bell, this bell curve quite a bit, and then there's a maximum times so you can listen to it until it starts to grade on you. Oh, oh my god! And then what I proved beyond that because that was something that in a already row. Proved. Sorry, songs that listening to in or a row just or just the, over the time. amount. And okay. also, um, but there's two things I was trying to prove, which is this incredible. Is this it's is exactly a bell curve. I wish I could find this paper. And then I said, after the bell curve goes all the way down, you hate it. There's a period of time 
that when you listen to it, it doesn't start where the bell curve ended. The next time you hear it, if you if you entered it in like three months, and it comes on the radio in a way you weren't expecting it, it mm. you go up to like halfway to the bell curve. Yeah. You don't you don't start oh. off with like oh I hate this. It doesn't go. It just immediately it goes has up. A short the familiarity and yes. the love. And yeah. the idea of shuffle is yeah. if you if you hear that song and you listen to it and you're the one who puts it on. But then if you wait a little bit and it randomly comes on on the radio, yes. if something randomly comes on, you enjoy it way more than if you pressed play on it 20 uh, times in yeah. a row. And so I've tried to prove all these things. Oh, surprise. It's the, like, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's that's very I, cool. I mean, listen to the things I did in college. What a stupid paper. But. <laughs> oh, my, I wrote papers on, like, the Golden Girls and O-Town. Oh, my God. What was your major? Film. Oh, what did you say? So what, what The about Golden the, Girls, I wrote about how the Golden Girls is the best show of all time in, in the sense that it covers every topic possible that you could ever think of they talk like for the time it was incredibly progressive right um and they like yep. covered like AIDS abortion. and abortion and menopause like they cover stuff. AIDS? yeah and wow. uh homophobia and anti-semitism and crime and sil- animal shelters like that every like the silliest things to the most serious things but they do it all in their world, but stuff that like nobody talks about menopause. That's right, not even yeah. a thing that talk, is talked about now, but they talked about it in a fun way. Can we talk about it now? We can. Is this something you need to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> We're just staring oh, he just at starts Joel. crying and Poor sweating. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Menopause. More oh, like menopause. Boy. Thank oh, you guys boy. so much for having me on the podcast. <laughs> it's been really fun. No. No. <laughs> right, right. Right, I did right. a paper on or a report on Bob Dylan and. Um, college. What did you prove? <laughs> <laughs> well, the class was modern myth making. Ooh. So I picked him because cool. of I was into him and I was fascinated by him. And we talked about this in another podcast where I'm I, I could I could uh, preach about eight albums of his, but then there's two dozen of that I don't listen to because I'm not interested in them. But right. there's some that I'm like, I'm really into. So I was ar- already fascinated by him. But it was just about how people view him as opposed, and also how it collides with what Kate, how he tried tries to present himself. Yeah. And they're always at, they're not always at odds, but they are, they add up to something that does, isn't real. It's just about perception. Oh, that's I interesting. That. Um, this makes me want to go back to school. <laughs> yeah. I, love, I, I love when I like hear about something where I'm like, oh, I would write a paper about that. You know, like where you yeah. still have those moments of like, I want to dig into this subject. Yeah. Nobody's forcing will. me to write yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think to your point about this podcast is like that that does gives a give us an opportunity to just focus on one thing, one yeah. work, which is this this artist's album. Well, you want to do what I learned? Yeah. Okay, so we, we did forgot we sh- to tell you should have warned you about this, but this is uh, the end segment is just what did I? It's called what do I? What did I learn today? And right. we just go around and if it could be it anything be about, about the album, you, me, us, uh, something. Yeah. Can I start about Deb? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I learned that <laughs> Deb is DTF and she listens to Smash Mouth every single time after she fucks. Still uh, to this Joel, day. Joel uh, really enjoys Tom Waits. Has a connection to him. <laughs> Uh, is worried about everybody spying on everybody else and looks at a piece of text and not just sees words, but sees the dots which make the text. Yes. Okay, that's what I learned today. That's really good. Not about Snopes. No, 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 I knew about that. No, no, You know what I learned? Tell me. I learned that karaoke is more universally despised than I realized. In this room, In this room, I feel support in that regard. Oh, okay, I learned if I'm ever rolling backwards down a hill... 
uh, to really like both feet on the brakes. Hope it doesn't <laughs> splash up around me, and then there you go. pull that e-brake up. Yeah. Um, and then call Ben's dad. Yeah, call, call Michael Ben's Philip Schwartz. <laughs> He's waiting for the call. That's so he used to build build cars. He used to he... take old cars and rebuild them. That's cool. Um, and then uh, uh, he was like the mechanic in <laughs> where we lived in the Bronx, where all of his friends would come with car problems, leave the cars in front, and he would like do it for free. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm sure not. Maybe not cool at the time. I don't know. People no, like I thought it was great. Work, it was great. I mean, I barely, you know, I was so young, I didn't know what the hell was going on. He used to ride motorcycles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I so it's like, not quite like you have a pickup truck and everyone asks you to help them move kind of thing. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> no. This is always the de- the depressing, not depressing, but it's when I, you find out how old this artist was when she made this masterpiece. Oh, yeah. And then we look at our own lives and realize no, we've done nothing with our lives. I don't know. 24? How old is she? I have to find out. So this I'm going to say 26. You're going to say 26? I said That's, it. Wow. She was born in 75. So and it came out in 98? 23. Yeah. Okay. So at 23, she made like the a perfect album. Right. Had, had a kid. Had a kid. Was already had left a successful band. Yeah. 23. 23. It's like yeah. literally, I was a page at Letterman. I That's mean, impressive. That's no cool. making nine dollars an hour or whatever it was. I was a PA at Kersey Warner Mandebach. Best job I ever had. Really? Loved it. Loved it. Wow. Loved it. 23. I was. It was a good time. I was. I had been hired with this. Uh, by this theater company in Minneapolis that I absolutely loved, and I was a full-time comedy actor. sports. No, it was a theater called Theater de la Jeune Lune. It Ooh, was like a excuse French, me. Yeah, Paltone Moi. Uh, yeah, I was on salary. Oh wow! Everything oh, at twenty-three. Yeah. Oh my god! That's I would have thought I, I would have thought I was a millionaire if I was on salary at twenty-three <laughs> yeah, for doing crazy. what I really wanted to do. Yeah. Holy it was, balls! It was yeah, a dream. That's it cool. was great. At twenty-four, I was touring with Smash Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, ben Schwartz is an actor, comedian, writer, director, and producer. Sure. He's known for playing Jean Ralphio <laughs> on Parks and Rec and Clyde Oberholt on Showtime's House what of Lies. What a cool Lies. intro an hour and 15 in. <laughs> Currently, he can be heard as the voice of Dewey Duck on the reboot of DuckTales. Deb wrote this. You can find <laughs> nice. him You can find him on Twitter at RejectedJokes. Ben Schwartz, thank you so much for joining thank us Thank you today. for having me, guys. You guys are both very kind and talented people. I'm uh, excited to sit near a sunflower and chat. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Thanks, Deb. Thank you, Joel. Thanks for listening to this particular album is very, very important to me. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, all at this particular album. The show is produced by Joel Spence, Deborah Tarika, Ryan Middledorf, and everyone at Campfire Media. Artwork by Anna Salinas. Music by Joel Spence. See you next time. Hi there, I'm Shane Lennon, the host of Playing Favorites with Shane Lennon. Regardless if it's an Oscar winner or total garbage, everyone on Earth has seen at least one movie an insane number of times and can recite whole scenes ad nauseum. So on my podcast, I want people to do just that. On Tuesdays, you will hear my guests and I discuss the movies they love, and then on Thursdays, we'll present to you our attempt at recreating these movies from start to finish. Anything and everything can and will happen in our versions of these movies, so that's Playing Favorites with Shane Lennon on Campfire Media. Subscribe on Apple Podcast or your favorite listening app. Campfire.